You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Welcome to Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets at Walker Mail and at Not of the Scribe. Remember to send in your questions so we can introduce them into our mailbag episode that we do every single Wednesday. We have a few left in the vault. Um, actually, I have quite a bit left in the vault, but we still yeah. want you to keep feeding us. We want to be able to go back. We're greedy as hell. Okay, we want. We need the sm- content. We ain't got we- no games this week. We might not have games next week. Mm, yeah, help us out. We need you. Continue to ask us questions. We had some fun ones yesterday. How about how about a little PJ Brown discussion yesterday, Nada? Like that's always a good day when we can talk about PJ Brown. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like PJ Brown, who, mind you, is not going to be our Michelob player, uh, ultra player of the week. He's not going to qualify. <laughs> but PJ Brown was a good name that I'm surprised neither of us thought of. Thank you. Know, you. For yeah. whoever thought of that, and I can't remember your name right now, but we will shout you out on Twitter later. Um, yeah, we we got we got a couple of those. Uh, maybe it was Michael Jones, if I'm not mistaken, who yeah, interacts right. with is. us. Yeah. Um, so thanks to Michael because yeah, that is a good. It's a great. It's a great uh, uh, nominee because he was a three time All Defensive Player in the NBA, three different times, which we would love here in Charlotte. And how about this? I was just looking him up because that's what you do as a nerd boy, right? You just go back mm-hmm. to the basketball reference page and look up old people's stats. And PJ Brown led the league in 02 and 03 in offensive rating. I, a fun stat. I don't know. Of maybe I find did. it more fun than everyone else. But we got to talk PJ Brown yesterday. An excellent uh, suggestion. I also got an Emeka Okafor suggestion. That was somebody I kind of thought about. I, you know. Okafor, but here's the thing like, I know he's not a star. But Okafor, like, was, like, high-key good. He just didn't have, like, good guard play until Raymond Felton. Yeah, and and I like PJ better, and I think yeah. I like Tyson better. But Emeka's not a bad one. That comes in from Evan Blay. Uh, I think it's uh, his at is Evan Blaylock, and he puts it out. What about Emeka Okafor? He was the first name that popped in my head, for better or for worse. Ha ha. No, it's not bad. That's no, not you a bad we, name. We're not going to clown you for Emeka Okafor. Look, that's an okay look, name. Okafor to deserves more respect, but that's like a podcast that we do in the stu- we do in the summer. Yeah, but, like Okafor does deserve a whole lot more respect than he, <laughs> than he gets for what he did. That was a bright orange Bobcat jersey that everyone was repping when the team came back. When we yes, finally got true. a team back, it was him. And then Adam Morrison took that crown away from Emeka Okafor. Then for, we can for ask worse, for worse. For, for worse. For worse. <laughs> we don't have to ask that question for better or for worse. It was absolutely for worse. But none of them, I'm sorry to say, none of them are going to get the ultra player of the week as Locked On has partnered with Michelob Ultra to create a custom segment across the NBA titled the ultra player of the week. Each week we'll identify one player from Charlotte that made the big play, got you on your feet, cheering for the bugs, whoever made you feel joy, happiness, or enjoyment, whatever good positive feeling you felt, they're going to get the award. Well, we don't have a game this week. (laughs) COVID COVID 19 happened. So 
the last game we watched from the Charlotte Hornets, it happened on a Sunday. So we're going to have to get creative. Miles Bridges hasn't released a rap video to get us hyped to anyway. I hadn't done that lately. Terry, so we're Terry s- did enough, but not enough. Yeah, right. And that was last week. He, he should have gotten player of the week from the NBA. He would have certainly gotten our ultra player of the week. And maybe we can give him honorable mention, even though it's a week later, whatever. Um, so we're going to celebrate another donation from the GOAT. Michael Jordan, whose birthday it was yesterday. So happy birthday, Michael. We're celebrating with Michelob Ultra, your birthday. And you can celebrate with that along with some tequila, along with some cigars, whatever you want to. But we're going to be partying with Michelob Ultra. Not only can you enjoy the Ultra because of the taste, but it only has 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Michael Jordan did a lot of winning, bringing us all joy and happiness. Are you happy because you won or do you win because you're happy? Michael gets our answer with Mike. (laughs) Yes. Michael gets our first ever ultra player of the week because nada of another political statement. You might say he donated $10 million to open up two new medical clinics in his hometown of Wilmington, North Carolina. The clinic slated to open in 2022. They will serve the uninsured or underinsured residents of New Hanover County, according to a news release from Novant Health, a regional health care system, of course, um, that we all know about. Everyone, yeah. he, This is a statement from Michael. Quote, everyone should have access to quality health care, no matter where they live or whether or not they have insurance. Wilmington holds a special place in my heart, and it's truly gratifying to be able to give back to the community that supported me throughout my life. That is not the first time, of course, that we know about not a a Jordan donating this kind of money to clinics that are depleted economically. We we know that there are there are plenty of communities that he's helped out that are underinsured or just not insured at all. And this is something that Michael has really gravitated more towards as he's gone on in his life. And you can't commend him enough for the charitable donation that he's made um, to a lot of different efforts. At this point, Walker, like between this, between the voting initiative that Michael Jordan at least has to sign off on, um, and I probably am going to uh, I'm going to continue repeating this because these works are still being done in his name. With everything he's done in the last two years, can we like bury the Republicans buy shoes comment? Like that needs to go away now. It need, mm-hmm. like we're not even sure one it even exists, but well, Michael, and, Michael admitted in the last dance, he, he he did, and and this is my thing too, Nada, because I'm totally with you on the last couple of years. Michael has stepped up to the plate. He really didn't back in the day. Like that was that was legitimate criticism from a lot of people that Michael didn't do it. It's really tough for white people to criticize Michael because they weren't asking Larry Bird to do the same thing. And you have to ask white people to do the same thing if we're going to try to hold black people accountable. And I say white people, white people need to ask Larry Bird and Tom Brady and all the other stars to advocate for social justice as well. But there were a lot of African-Americans that were upset with Michael when he wouldn't go out on the line and say, no, this is what we need to be doing. And he had that comment. Republicans buy shoes, too. That that was that was a criticism a long time ago because of his lack of involvement in politics. But I'm totally with you. Michael has gotten way more involved and seems to be genuinely interested and 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 thoughtful enough to want to cause some change, at least with his money and his overall effort. Like the dude is crying at the opening of these clinics, man, like he cares. And that's really cool to see over the last few years or so. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's really cool to see. It's really awesome to see. It's like, I just want it to stop. Like, we have to, and this is some of the things that, like, I have an issue with sometimes because we see people as irredeemable or that they won't change, and we don't allow for growth. At some point, we need to allow for growth in order for people to just, in order for people to get it. Because sometimes they're not going to get it at 20. They're not going to get it at 30. They might get it at 50. But people aren't necessarily irredeemable in that fact unless you've done something wholly irredeemable in that manner. But for now, Mm -hmm. like Michael has done enough to where we can let lay off for a little bit because, quite honestly, He's done more than we've asked of any of the other major sport professional sports owners in this city. And that has to matter at some point, right? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, and, and and to be fair, like David Tepper, he comes off a, a little slimy, especially after we had the whole uprising against hedge fund managers. I would have loved to have heard what David Tepper had to say about all of that when that was the number one storyline. And, and to be fair, Tepper has been out in front of a lot of different things when it comes to social justice, getting rid of CPI security as a sponsor after their CEO's comments. And we know that they opened Bank of America Stadium as as a site that you could go vote as well. And so I do want to give the Panthers organization credit in that regard. But also we know that Michael is out here donating a ton of money. Like we can pocket watch if we want to about, well, it's only this kind of percentage. 150 mil, man. I, you know, I know Michael's a billionaire, but 150 mil, eh, 10 mil a year, yeah. I believe, or 15 mil a year, something like that. That's that's a ton. That's more than a lot of other owners. Every owner that, that at least I've seen is donating to those kind of causes. Um, and to end, because we've done this two times in a row now, we've done this for two separate episodes. Let's. I'm going to go to an impromptu question for you, Nada. This is going to be let, off let, of let, the let, cuff. Oh no. Uh, no, just no. It's fine. It's it's not it's not hard. It just it was Michael Jordan's birthday yesterday, and everyone was kind of going with their favorite Michael Jordan moment, the one that resonates with you the most, because there's so many. He's the best basketball player of all time. You can argue LeBron if you want. That's cool. I'm gonna go with Michael. But when you talk about Michael Jordan, Nada, is there one that you think, yeah, that's my favorite Michael Jordan moment of all time? No doubt about it. I'm going to be the person that I'll again that you know me to be, and I am going to tell you that my favorite Michael Jordan moment might be his Hall of Fame speech, where he's just slandering everybody, <laughs> slandering. That's everybody. the worst Michael moment. It's one of it's like no, top it's five worst. It's great. It's great. It's absolutely he, great. I have no. Uh, <laughs> come on now. He told his kids, "I'd hate to be you." <laughs> yes. Yes. That man did all that stuff. And you know what? He he got to reap the rewards of being the greatest basketball player of all time. So yeah. you know what he did? He went and he slandered everybody. He mm-hmm. had the floor to himself, and he told everybody how he really felt. Oh, it's God. the closest thing that we got to real Mike. So you know what? I like that. I don't I, understand why you don't, but I love it. I mean, it's it's hilarious. It's it's awful. Like that was that was not. Uh, it, it, it was Michael up there with a podium, with a microphone at the time where Michael was peak Michael and no one could protect him. You know, no, there had been so much protection of Michael getting him away from the media and his true thoughts after his playing career. And we, we know that Michael has been protected his entire career. And there he was in front of everyone and being his worst self. <laughs> and of course, yeah. of course, that would be your favorite moment of all time. Uh, I mean, for me, it, you, the, the jazz shot is insane, but 
I, the, for me, I think the image that stands in my head, like it's my favorite sports image. It, it one is the Vince Carter between the legs dunk. That's probably my mm-hmm. favorite sports image. The other one is Michael cradling the basketball in the dunk contest. And it's the, the old bulls jerseys. It's the cursive Chicago across the chest. And it's his chain flying in the air around his neck and him looking oh, backwards yeah. at the, at the rim. Is that not the sickest photo sports photo ever? We can go to Muhammad Ali and we can do all that. that, Those are awesome. For me, I love the Michael Jordan looking back at the rim chain floating in the air as he's about to slam at home with the cradle. That's my favorite Michael Jordan moment of all time. Michael gets the ultra player of the week. Thanks to Michelob ultra. We'll move on. Nada wants to yell at me. I'm surprised that he hasn't done it already. We had to go to the ultra player of the week and give Michael Jordan some money love. talks, man. Money but, talks. But, but he wants to yell at me coming up the next segment. So we'll get to that. Uh, it's Locked On Hornets on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. Then I clicked on M. Thomas. I'm like, who in the hell is M. Thomas? Matt Thomas is oh, his name. Oh, NBA legend, Matty Thomas. <laughs> he, he, Matt he Thomas. Didn't play at all. I'm pretty sure Matt Thomas <laughs> served me at an Applebee's the other day. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get more of the sports news you need today in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily pod breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. You can start your day with all the sports uh, news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Also want to give a shout out to Bet Online AG. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. So. Not a read a headline without clicking on it and reading the full story yesterday. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Bobby no, 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 is no. at fault. Bobby Rosinski is at fault for this as well. I appeared on the afternoon rush at 345. We talked about the future of Terry Rozier, and all I was doing was posing some questions and then maybe a little bit entertaining the idea of trading a Terry Rozier before his contract ended with the Hornets. But all I was doing was posing questions, and Bobby being the chaos creator that he is decided to put out a tweet without any context whatsoever and not a fired from the hip jumped all over it and wanted to yell at me immediately. It was about trading Terry Rogier, which I know a lot of people don't want to do. And specifically Nada, who I feel like Terry's become one of your favorite players. And he's been fantastic. He, he's been awesome this year. Um, but you want to yell at me, Nada? go ahead. I'll give you the mic. You can yell. So, First things first, <laughs> a lot of this anger, it, it's partially at Bobby because, again, Bobby stirred the pot on this one. Yes, he did. And, 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 and technically, 
You fell for the bait and you entertained this. So this is also your fault. How this is my fault in mm -hmm. any regard is completely false. I have every right to be angry with you because you entertained <laughs> this. You tried to trade a family member. Now, Terry Rozier's been nothing but good to us. And then you come back at me on Twitter saying, well, it's better that than paying $37 million to Terry Rozier. <laughs> like, that's going to happen. <laughs> Sir, how dare you? Uh -huh. You are trying to just bad faith negotiate. For a second there, I thought I was dealing with Doug Branson. Here you are <laughs> just trying to oh, no. trade off one of the family members, and here you again. I'm disappointed. I feel like you need to come over here to South Charlotte and pull the knife out of my back. Oh no! Because I feel betrayed, Walker. That's right. how I feel right now. All right, let's betrayed. let's have. All right, all right. We can get mad at Bobby, and you called me Doug Branson. I feel like that was a little too far. You know, no, you can talk about my mama, but you can't call me Doug Branson. So we can figure all that out. Let's try to bring everything back into the confines of a good, productive conversation and talk about Terry Rozier's future with the Charlotte Hornets because I do think it is interesting. And I put this question out there on Twitter. Yes, giving Bobby a little bit of the win. But I had to because a little everyone bit? was in my a mentions. A little bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but everyone was in my mentions. Am I supposed to ignore it? And then nobody gets context. Like Bobby, Bobby just he, he's a chaos creator. He just lies and he'll say, No, I didn't lie. You said it. I was like, Yeah, but it's not the whole truth and whatever. So I am disappointed in you. Let's get to it. No, I want I want to move on. I do want to talk about it, but I want to move on a little bit. So Terry Rogier, right? He's got one more year left on his deal after this season is over. He's making 18.9 mil this season. He's making 17.9 mil next season. So a descending contract. And the guy has had a, a career year. Even last year where he had a career best field goal percentage and three-point percentage and a great second half of the season with the Charlotte Hornets, the guy has even you know blown that season out of the water. It, what, what he's doing right now is way better. Uh, and we've praised him a lot this season. When you talk about his future, we've discussed it in the likes of comparing it to a Devonte Graham, even a Malik Monk since he's been back in the rotation. And of course, Lamelo is the third overall pick, and the guy's been awesome. He's not going anywhere. The mm -hmm. Hornets are going to do everything they can to lock him up. What I don't think people are paying enough attention to when we talk about Terry's future. It's what kind of money is he going to cost and what kind of level do we want the Charlotte Hornets to take beyond this season? Because we are rebuilding, but yes. we're starting to see some good things to bring the Hornets to playoff contention next season. Like I do think the Hornets are certainly going to be in playoff contention next year. And you should start to see at least some of the fruits of the labor that you've gone with. It'll be miles bridges fourth year. It'll be PJ Washington's third. LaMelo's already creating an impact as a rookie. This is the last year, as you've talked about quite a bit. We should enjoy this season because it's the last one. We're going to just enjoy all of the good and who cares about the bad because we don't have too much expectations. But at the end, you did sign 30-year-old Gordon Hayward, and he's got three more years left on his deal. So at the time that the Hornets should be making some moves to get to the playoffs and actually go further than that, in Terry Rozier's last year of his contract, mm -hmm. are are you entertaining the idea of just trading him so you don't lose him for anything? Get, I'm going to give you some options. So you either trade him before you lose him, 
and you get something pretty valuable in return. Okay. You let him play out the rest of his deal and actually go for a playoff appearance for the first time in like four years, which, okay, I'm, I'm here. To, that's fine. If you want to have Terry be an integral part of getting to the playoffs and maybe having a fun first round series, but eventually losing. Okay. Or, and then, and then even let's say that happens. And then at the end of that, you want to keep him around for the future. How much money are you giving him? Because right now he's making what I think he's probably worth. If you want to say he's worth 20. Okay. But do you want to pay him 25 mil? Because if you pay him 25 mil a year, that is, then that means you're really talking about him being a top two or three player. And he already is on the team right now, but as Terry being a top two or three player, you're still talking about a team that's seven to 10 in the playoff standings. So, okay. You could argue that LaMelo is going to get only better for sure. I I certainly hear that argument and Gordon Hayward is, is still going to be rock solid, but do you really think that Terry Rozier on a good playoff team that is looking to get to the second round and even further is a guy that warrants $25 million a year. And to me, man, I would say no to that. And as much as he's been so good for us this season, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to be the team that has Terry Rogier on payroll for 25 million a year. Nada. What do you think about all of that? As we try to calm everything down surrounding the conversation of Terry. Here's my thing. I see where you're coming from. I understand the paranoia of, Oh, we're going to have to pay this guy. There's a couple things I want you to think about, though, before we have this kind of, before we really, like, so in order to calm the waters. Mm-hmm. One, num- first things first, I don't see him making $25 million a year. And maybe that's just me being naive, but with the way that this salary cap has probably been affected by COVID. Like, had COVID not happened, then, yo, I would totally be here with the whole, he's going to get 25 to $30 million a year. I don't see it that way. He took a three-year deal because he wanted another bite at the apple, yes. But I don't think he's going to make more than $21, $22 million a year. And for a three to $4 million pay bump, yo, to to keep the continuity, to keep a certain locker room leadership, that's worth it to me at least. The other part is, unless someone, unless Nate Darling makes the the roster and becomes something, or LaMelo dramatically improves his outside shot, who do you trust on this roster in the next two years to develop into a shooter? Who's who's the guy? Because right now, Terry's shooting four, almost 45 from three. He's now a career 38% shooter. There's nobody on this roster that's even sniffing that right now. So unless you're telling me you're going to replace him with Devontae, and that brings its own little problems of its own right now, you have to tell me that, again, you're going to have to find me another shooter because – for what LaMelo needs, what LaMelo needs most is the ability to get to the bucket and not be walled off or closed in. So if you're telling me that you're going to replace Terry Rozier with something cheaper, it better be a shooter. Because if not, then this paint gets even more clogged and it goes back to a problem that the Hornets have seen since the Kemba Walker days. Not enough shooters and not and the paint ends up clogged for Kemba Walker to work. So I'm not here. And also the, the other thing is, I don't see letting somebody's deal expire and walk away as a waste because too many times Fair enough. Pe- so too many times teams will do this. We have to get something for somebody and end up putting themselves in a worse situation rather than a better one. Sometimes the deal you don't make is the deal that ends up doing you the doing you the best. So and also at this point, my last point to this, 
is the Mitch Kupchak managed to turn Kemba Walker into Terry Rozier. If he lets it expire or Terry finds another deal, this, that, and the third, I have I have faith that a sign-and-trade can happen, especially with this team. We've seen it now two years in a row. I don't understand why we can't see it maybe three or four, especially with, with Devontae Graham coming up and Terry Rozier in the following year. So I guess I'm not of the mind that I'm worried about this situation any more than anything else at this point with this roster. Yeah, I, I do think it'll be interesting when we'd have to pay, when we talk about paying Miles Bridges, when we talk about looking at an extension for PJ Washington, when you're talking about those guys, how much money they're going to be making, uh, you know, especially with the lack of talent that you have in, in the front court. Um, yeah, that's, it's going to be fascinating to see. We got to take a quick break though. First, I want to discuss rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even a hundred percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years now. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So again, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. One more segment to go. Locked on Hornets, Locked on Podcast Network. This is Locked on Hornets. But when he showed in Summer League, comma, a Euro step into a windmill during a game, end of comma, oh, could yeah. put him on the radar of a radar, excuse <laughs> a radar. Me, of all NBA. Yeah, on the radar. On the radar <laughs> of all NBA fans as a nightly highlight producer. Yeah, you're Charlotte, you're Charlotte coming out there. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from uh, Catawba County. Could put so, him on the radar. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked on Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked on Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your pod. It makes me laugh every single time. So um, I do want to say a couple more, more things about Terry. We're just kind of running out of time. There is one conversation that you've had a lot and I do buy into it to a certain degree. If you bring Terry Rozier in and he has a good year last year or the, a better career or a better year than he's had throughout the, the, the rest of his career last season, and then it, it goes to a completely different level in 2020 and 2021, what kind of message does it send to your team and players that are in free agency to then use that guy, view him solely as an asset, not as a human, and then trade him to another team. I find value in that. I, I find value in treating people right. You know, we, we don't have to take the Danny Ainge approach mm -hmm. and just view people solely as potential draft picks and use them as assets. I do find value in that. I don't know if it means that I want to be booked for 25 mil a year just to try to get us in good faith with all the other players making their decisions. You know, at some point it doesn't, it doesn't validate you 
uh, paying some guy a bad contract, right? Like, and I don't, I don't even know if how bad it would be. We can talk about the different levels, but I know I don't want to have him on the books for that much. And so that that's my kind of point. Is there, what kind of compromise is that? Do you trade him to a team that he would be okay with? You say, Hey Terry, look, we just don't want to be on the books. This is just how it is for 25 mil or, or whatever. I don't want to use that number. Like, I don't know something around that area, but you know, we, we think it's time to move on, but we do want to do you right because we recognize the value that you had with this team. So we've got these offers. We'll, we'll send you to where you want to go to wherever, right? Like, I don't know what kind of compromise there could be. I I feel like there would have to be something though. You you can't just say, okay, we'll take you on because it would look bad to everybody else. That's deciding where they want to play basketball. Now I see that's the thing though, Walker. I'm not sure that that's the case. I'm saying you need him for your locker room period. Because I think you you need one of those guys. You need those vets. And if you're telling me that you're going to transfer leadership in a year from Gordon Hayward to uh, from Terry Rozier to Gordon Hayward, okay, that's fine. But at what point, like this is a people business as much as this is a basketball business too. So I get it. I understand. I do also worry that. Like, and I guess the thing is, I think the salary concern is overstated because of COVID. I will continue to, t- to hit on this point. I don't, again, we're seeing the NFL with deflated caps right now. That's, that alone tells me that the NBA cap ain't moving. So if you're telling me the NBA cap ain't moving, then we're, again, the fact that we're assuming Terry Rozier is going to be in for this big windfall of money, like, who's going to pay him? Who's got the money to pay him? Well, I, that's true, but here's the other thing, and and I'm trying to look this up, but I mean, there were some players that have already decided to lock up a long-term deal because they're also worried about the lack of money with the NBA teams, and so if the NBA teams that were trying to open up some cap space don't have the crazy star-studded amount of free agents that were going to be out there, like you're not going to have Miami pursuing Giannis anymore. You've got Anthony, you know, you've got some of these other free agents, and I'm trying to come up with a list of some of the guys that decided decided to just kind of avoid free agency because they were worried about that. But then you might have some teams that have some money to spend and they thought they were going to be spending it on these high end guys, but instead they have more money to spend on the, the next tier. And you say this a lot too, where you, you felt like Devonte Graham feels like the kind of player that the New York Knicks are going to overspend on. Yep, man. We already know that the New York Knicks inquired about Terry Rozier uh, um, when Terry was out there to be had. And maybe Terry is that guy again with even more money that right. Like, is it the Knicks or is it another team that's kind of looking for a lesser tier, what they would quote star or somebody that just looks like the star when you're averaging 20 points I feel like that's kind of what Terry would be. Does he go to a smaller market team that's star for scoring? They pay him that kind of money, and that's where he ends up. That's kind of what I also think is a possibility with Terry. No, I I see that, but I also see that if Terry wanted to go – like, remember, his two options coming to this – before coming to the – was the Knicks and it was the Suns. I really do not feel like – he wants to do the small, small market thing again. I think, if anything, he's like, okay, I've secured my bag. Let me go try and win now. So if anything, and this is why I keep saying it's not necessarily the money that's going to dictate it. It's going to be the situation. If this team is ready to, or at least close to win, or is going to be in contention 
for at least an Eastern Conference semifinals, if it's one of the best four or five teams in the East. I can see him taking less and just having this stability because I don't, mm-hmm. and at least for me, I didn't see Terry Rozier embracing this city because he'd never done it with Boston. He had not embraced Boston the way he has embraced Charlotte, and I think that's very obvious. The way that he has embraced this city, I don't think it's going to be that easy for him to leave, and I could see him taking a similar deal or less and staying. I really do. I just think that when we and it's just and I have no evidence to think this, but I just think that with everything that we've seen, the ability again, his ability to come out and join people in protests to be a part of this community, to be the one to lead the off-season pandemic workouts. I don't think it's going to be that easy for him to leave if the money's not if the money's at least somewhat similar or at least not a disrespectful amount. And I think this team and this franchise respects him enough to give him a fair contract, which is why I think he stays. And mm-hmm. I, I and I'm not one of those that believes that hey, here here we are, here we're going to just discard this guy because, well, he's going to ask for too much money because, again, I don't think it's out there. I really don't think it's out there. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again to Michelob Ultra for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Plenty of shows to choose from on the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.